Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Stronghold. My name is Sean, and as always, I will be your dungeon master and host for the next hour, as we follow our three sneaky heroes on their epic adventures through Elfland. Before we begin, however, let's take a moment to remember what happened last time, as Radoin found our party rafting downriver to the sea on their way to Alahuara's home, and finally called in his favors. Also recall the quaint cottage they then found in the woods where they were supposed to have some sort of strange gift exchange. Jewelry for a key on Radowin's behalf with the odd sisters who lived there. And now our heroes find themselves in the cottage's drawing room, just bidden goodnight by the sisters' elfin housemaid. is spooky <laughs> yeah all right so how much did you tell thomas i told him that we were okay you can just show him the note well he knows that you thought he was a ghost oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he heard you respond he just <laughs> couldn't respond back i'm gonna you know what we're going to bed i'm gonna cast something again. i'm gonna try and cast something again three no unfortunately it does not work 57. Again, no. 38. Nope. How long does it take each one? Uh, It's an action. It's an action, okay. Yeah. Ten. Nope. Thirteen. So you see Drummond <laughs> take several minutes while uh, just focusing inwardly. You know that this is his appearance when he tries to cast spells, but it isn't working just because of the mechanics of this weird new world that you're in. And eventually he does get it because I understand that probabilistically you have to eventually roll something. Twenty-nine. Of an adequate magnitude. Twenty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> 82. There you go. See, it only took about two or three minutes. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, Thomas, this is drama and stop. <laughs> I am not a ghost. Stop. You don't, the stops stop. don't count. Stop. Uh, we are staying indoors. Stop. Camp outside without us. Or a fire. Or a fire. I can't respond to you. <laughs> Full stop. Draman. <laughs> I'm glad you're not a ghost. <laughs> Stop. I don't need a fire. I am a ranger. I know what I'm doing. Stop. Send. 
It's full stop. You have to end yeah, it. Full, full stop. stop. Full, it's John, full stop. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're not a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have had to specify if you hadn't asked. You see me just sitting there waiting, and then it comes in. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> what do you say? He said he's glad I'm not a ghost. <laughs> he's an idiot. He said that he won't make a fire and to to stop worrying so much. Well, he's very good at what he does. Other than that, not so much. <laughs> All right, go ahead and uh, get some sleep. I'll I'll watch out. While I'm at watch, can I cast detect magic? Yes, you may. I do so. I kind of just sit cross-legged on my very comfy mattress, close my eyes, and just kind of just put my body at ease and kind of melt into the magical energy around me, if there is any. Okay. There is, in this room, one thing that immediately strikes you as innately and very magical. On the far right of the room, there's a a glass cupboard. And on the top shelf of that cabinet, in a jar, there is an eye that is pointed towards you and Draman, and it illuminates in the clear white aura that indicates divination magic. Of course it does. Um I'm going to cast minor illusion. Okay. To create a cup right in front of that eye. Okay. Very good. What is your DC? Difficulty? 15. Did anything happen when I did that? Not that you noticed. Okay. So now, because my minor illusion only works for a minute, I'm going to walk up to it very sneakily. Okay. And... The bag of holding over it. Um, it is in a in, in a cabinet in a closed door. Can I open it? It is locked. All right. Um, can I? I'm gonna try to ray of frost the lock. Okay. Divination means it's seeing everything you're doing. Not if I blocked it. Go ahead and do your, do your thing. Make your attack. You have enough magical knowledge to know that it would be able to see you. <laughs> if I blocked <sighs> the eye? <sighs> you, you blocked the eye. There is an illusion in front of the eye. An illusory cup. I'm asleep. What? Tell, okay, so you ray frost this thing, right? Okay. It's very cold locked now. Does it break easy? Are you trying to force it? Gently but sturdy, sturdily, yes. Give me a <clears> moment. <throat> I have the spell right here. <laughs> what spell are you talking about? <sighs> I don't know. Would I have known better about divination that I couldn't have blocked it with Is that? Is this clairvoyance? No. No, this, this is an object. This yeah, is... clairvoyance manifests a physical object. Okay. 
but this is not. This is, oh, this is something else. Maybe not. Maybe not then. Maybe it's you're asleep. Else. Well, all you see. It, so there's an eye. It's in a jar. Right. So. Oh, okay. All right. I'm asleep, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I have to shut up. Would I have known better, though, or no? About what? About what kind of divination magic it is. Depends. I mean, if it's really high-level magic, then probably not. Right. I mean, I wouldn't have known about it either, uh, technically, if, okay. it's not, if it's not clairvoyant. So, you try to break the lock. Yep. That's what you're doing? Um, give me a strength check, please. 18. All right. You are able to break the lock, but you put so much force on the front pane of this cabinet that it does send a crack through the glass of that front pane. The door is now open. There are a number of other things in there. It looks like a few very ancient books that are now crumbling. The eye is definitely the sort of center point or the, the focal point of the cabinet. There are a few figurines. It looks like there is a small a statue, if you will, about six inches tall. Looks like it's cast of bronze or something on one of the lower shelves. And it's just knickknacks like you would find in any spinster's home. Souvenirs gathered from far-off places and bits and baubles that she or they have found pretty over the years. I slip the bag of holding over the jar from the top. Okay. All the way down to the the shelf it's sitting on. Okay. And kind of scoop it up. Okay. And then close the cabinet very gently. Go back to the bed. Tie up the bag of holding. All right. Sounds good. Right. And I'm going to act like I'm asleep. Okay. While still keeping my eyes and ears open. <laughs> so I'm so, like. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally this is sleeping. Stressful. <laughs> it's only stressful for you. The rest of us are asleep. You could have done the uh, like uh, option B and done nothing. Would Thomas have done nothing? Yeah. Thomas never does nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. At least you found the listening device. Yeah, Thomas is out there just chilling with Snake. They're having a great time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we got some free food. We got some bread and meat. My man's getting ready to kill something. <laughs> yeah. That's so just I'm, perfect. <laughs> I'm stalking He's got that maxed out bow. Yeah, I'm, Thomas is I'm stalking. <laughs> I'm stalking a house full of victims. This is Thomas' perfection. This is Thomas' wet dream. <laughs> You had to make it weird. <laughs> uh, he's ready. If he sees any kind of like magical nonsense going on, you know, I eventually I should take detect magic as one of my spells one day. You? I, I don't can. know if Rangers can. I can. You yeah. could get uh, detect magic initiate if nothing else. No, I can get detect magic as a first level spell for me. Yeah, you should. It's magic. Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> it blows up and kills. So. Freddy, as you pretend to be asleep, Draman is very much asleep next to you, and 
you're laying on the ground in the bed that has been made up for you very quickly with your eyes just slightly open and your ears listening for all sorts of nonsense or magical tomfoolery or what have you. Anything out of the ordinary. And it feels like hours go by. It feels like eternities, vast oceans of time pass while you're waiting in this dark, dark room illuminated by just a bit of moonlight filtering in through the windows. And the house is so quiet. There are no creakings of settling beams. There are no animals that make their homes in the thatch. No one above you is walking around. No one gets a glass of water in the night. The servant girl, Pierre, she makes not even the tiniest little noise as she finds her own bed for the evening. And everything is perfectly still until the door opens. Slowly. It opens on this vast, yawning chasm of blackness. A darker darkness than you have ever seen before in your life. And as you start, as you, as you feel the, the adrenaline, the jump to, to move, to do something, you can't. You're frozen. You cannot speak or cry out. You cannot move. Your heart cannot beat. Your eyes cannot blink. You are sure now that your eyes must be wide open because this is terrifying. As some black shadowy creature of the night comes forth from there in the vague shape of a human but with long claws, with a hideous face, with long, thin hair that falls down white bone white to the floor and it gets closer to you and it's it stares directly into your eyes it knows you're awake it's looking at you it smiles it smiles a, a crescent moon of hideous sharp fangs that drip with foulness with oozing black putrescence and it comes closer to you it approaches you. It puts its, its pointed, warded nose almost against yours. And it smiles. And it smiles. It smiles. And you cannot look away. And you cannot do anything because you are so terrified. You are, you are so afraid. You've never been more afraid in your life when you almost died in the fiery flames of that dragon's breath. You were not more afraid than you are now. When you almost got caught by the giant's cat, you were not more afraid than you are now. When the wolves circled you in Farnell's ruins, and when you fought the skeleton king, you were not even a fraction as afraid as you are now. And that clawed, grisly hand reaches up and is about to touch your face when you wake up with a start. And the room suddenly goes from being pitch black 
to showing all the sunshiny rays of morning all around you. And there's birdsong outside and the smell of breakfast on the air. And you realize it's morning. But you are so tired. Ah, Freddie just has sleep paralysis. <laughs> like, that's, okay. <laughs> yeah, he just met a sleep paralysis yeah. demon. <laughs> I like shoot straight up in bed. Like, <sighs> Reduce what? your hit point maximum by ten. Yikes! Yeah, yeah, you have you have sleep paralysis and take one level of exhaustion. That is disadvantage on all ability checks. Wait, so Draman, is it yeah. temp or permanent reduction? You don't know. Freddy, when you, when you look around, Draman is not there. It looks like he is, his, his bedclothes are strewn all about. It looks like a chaotic evening was spent for him as well. Dra- but he is not here. His things still are, and the door is slightly open. Dra- uh, Ralph. Ralph. Draman, the night for you was rough. You fell asleep quite easily. You were full. You had had some wine. The bed was so comfortable. The blanket so soft. The night so quiet. But it did not last long, for you soon found yourself in a long, skinny, dark hallway. It reminds you so much of those wallways. You walked around for hours, and there was never a door to be seen anywhere. It was just interminable darkness. You look through all of your things, but your things aren't there. It turns out you don't have your bag, and you don't have your shield, and you don't have your war hammer. You don't have your your pine needle coat or your hat. All you have is the banded armor that Radowin gave you. But you feel safe in that. And so you decide to go looking for looking for those doors. You gotta meet up with your companions. You have something to do, something to steal, or somewhere to go. You have to get back. You gotta retrieve your armor, which is weird because you know you're wearing it and you look down, you feel it on your body. And behind you, you hear uh And you turn around, and you see a massive cat. And you run. There is no, there is no code of honor. There is no, there is no bravery in the face of certain death. There is just running, running down these hallways, ducking behind corners, looking for some place to hide. And the cat that always finds you, the cat that gets there before you do, the cat that cannot be escaped. The cat that is getting ready to pounce. It has its haunches in the air, its face low to the ground, its muscles tensed, and it pounces. And it soars through the air for so long, it must have flown a mile. And it lands on you, and its claws make furrows in your face and across your body because you look down and you see that your armor is not there. And you wake up with a start.
And you see that your armor is on the ground next to you, where you left it. And you see Freddy thrashing through his own nightmares. And I assume you get up. Yeah. To go enjoy the breakfast that you smell coming through, through the door that has remained closed since Pierre closed it last night. Take seven points of HP from your total and one level of exhaustion. All I'm saying is, bring one of them through the doorway, and they're gone. That was very creepy. Yeah. Well welcome welcome <laughs> to the permanent loss of health points for a while, Club. <laughs> I've already gone through that. How did you like your nightmare, Don? It's dumb. I hate it. It would have been Come even on, it was, better. It was, it, was, it was the kind of stuff Drummond I, has nightmares about, yes, right? I would, I would like to not... I would like to not experience that again. It would have been better cool. if the cat had Freddy's face. <laughs> <laughs> then I would have just pooped my pants. It's like the worst parts of a sphinx. You just got Freddy's face <laughs> on a whole cat. <laughs> yeah, that was terrifying. I mean, I almost died, so... Oh, in the dream, you definitely died. Yeah, I mean, in real life, IRL. <laughs> IRK and real and real Caton. <laughs> um, you both wake up. And it's the morning, and it's a beautiful morning, and you feel so tired. Oh, my gosh, you're so tired. There are bags underneath your eyes. Freddie, what are you doing? I don't even remember falling asleep last night. What? What happened? He's not there. You're alone in a room. You're talking to yourself. Yeah, I'm probably talking to myself. Okay. Like, that's crazy. Uh, Ralph. Ralph. I peek out of the door just a little bit to see what's going on out there. Ralph is being served breakfast at the table by Pierre, who is already up, seemingly bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the new morning. Anyone else out there? Not that you can see. I very gently open the door the rest of the way to walk out and join Ralph at the table. Okay. As you do, a plate of... Eggs and toast and bacon and sausage is placed in front of you. Shortly followed by a tall glass of cold milk. I very forcefully elbow Ralph in the, the ribs. I told you not to sleep in this house. It was last night. No, I slept fine. You can see bags underneath his eyes. Oh, crap. I saw your side of the room. What happened? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's like I had the worst nightmare I've ever had, but it, it was like it was real. I was suffocating. In real life, I couldn't move. Couldn't breathe. Couldn't talk. This super creepy thing clawed me to pieces. I got chased down a hallway by your cat toga. And I had armor and then I didn't. I told you this was a bad idea. And then I looked up your skirt. It was horrible. Oh, that's not horrible for anyone. I feel Don't kid yourself. I feel not just like I didn't sleep, but I feel 
Like I haven't slept for a week. We have to go. Sure we can get that key, though. I don't care about the key at this point. Just get your stuff ready. I'm going to talk to the, the maid, see if I can talk to the All right. house. I excuse myself and go back up, collect all my things. Your things are waiting for you to be collected. They have not been touched since you left them there. Also, be clear, I Iron Maned up before I went down for for. Oh, you for didn't breakfast. go upstairs. Uh, you've been. It's uh. Sorry if this was not clear. This is a downstairs drawing okay. room. It's I still like iron. A... I still Iron Maned up before I went to get breakfast. Okay, that's fine. But I go. Yeah, I go grab the go. Excuse myself. Go grab the rest of my stuff. Okay. Um, Pierre, how are you doing this morning? Well, thank you. And yourself? I hope you slept well. Yeah, it was a uh, interesting sort of night, but I feel pretty well rested. Well, I'm so glad to hear it. Uh, are you and your friend going to be leaving today? Yes, uh, unfortunately, we do have to get moving. Um, I was wondering if I could have a moment to speak to the the mistress of the house. Oh, she... None of the sisters really like to get up very early in the morning. They need their beauty sleep, they say. She does... Uh, she gives you a very weak smile. Oh, I can imagine. And give her a kind of look. Uh, However, we... We came here to exchange those pieces of jewelry for a key for Radowin. Unfortunately, we can't leave until we have that key. Would you happen to know where it is? Or maybe you could get it for us? It is probably in one of the mistress's rooms. But if you said that you were to exchange the jewelry with the three of them, and now Miss Elsie has everything, she... She's not keen on sharing. Right. That's why I wanted to talk to her. I don't care who keeps the jewelry. I, we just... Where are we going to meet? I don't think the other sisters, unfortunately, will be very keen to part with something of theirs without getting something in return. Well, it's not three keys. It's just one key. But it belongs to all of them. Everything in the house does. What what do you suppose that we, we do? If I were you, I would leave. You happen to know where this key is located. I'm sorry. They have so many things. It's so hard to keep track. They, they collect so much. I can see that. I did find some odd trinkets as I just... Pondered around last night. And you've seen that she's a little bit visibly uneasy just to hear you say that. She says, oh, do you mean their display cabinet? No, not at all. Why, what's wrong with the display cabinet? You shouldn't touch it. Why not? They don't like it when you touch it. Yeah, give me a bigger answer, better answer than that. Now I want to go touch it. I suggest that you don't. And I will bring you and your friend some food to keep up your strength while you continue your journey. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. And she nods and heads off to gather some things. I walk back into the drawing room where Ralph is. Mm-hmm. 
send another message to Thomas. Okay, it's just going to spook him, though. This one won't. He'll be excited. Time for option T. <laughs> what do you... <laughs> <laughs> Operation Black Ops Thomas. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> what do you want me to send him? I want you to tell him that I think the key is located upstairs in one of the sisters' rooms. 31. 48. And we need him to sneak in and 80. steal it. You got it. Hike. Um, okay. Uh, any Anything else? Uh, do, do You want to give him a time uh, to do it? or Right now. They're all sleeping. Thomas. They sleep very late. It's not ghost drama. Stop. <laughs> um, which room is it? One of the three. He needs to check all three. Had terrible night. Sisters stole key. Or sisters stole jewelry. Stop. Need you to steal key from their room. They are asleep. Full stop. No, Drama. You, you should have said rooms upstairs. Drama. So rooms glad. Upstairs. Full stop. Okay. Cool. Drama. So glad you're not a ghost. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Still, it's Drama. Still not a ghost. <laughs> I'll get it done. Full stop. <laughs> we never need Man to count your messages words. coming back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Plan T. I'm taking Snake with me. So he's going to like slither ahead of me and then I'm sneaking up to the house. Okay. Uh, roll your stealth check, please. 11. Seriously? <laughs> I rolled a three. What else What else do you expect from the, the one time you need to do I know. something? I, it's an 11. What I got. All right. Just give does, me one moment. Does being um, in cover count? Yeah. Don't worry. You're fine. Yeah. The one time I'm like, oh, let's roll big. Yeah. Get some better rolls. And a perception check to look for any sort of means of ingress. I'm going to take my time. Okay. Thomas is struggling. Yeah, that's a 14. All right. So the house is laid out in somewhat of a a T shape. The main room occupies the center, and there are rooms both to the north and to the south, and one off to the west. Each one about equal size at 20 by 30 feet. So, fairly sizable rooms. For the most part, the house is fairly clear. It's surrounded by this large and well-appointed garden, so there are no nearby trees to perhaps scale a branch or zip line from. But on the room to the south side, there is a trellis of roses that goes up very close to a window on the second floor a window that is facing west on that south room. Gotcha. All right, I'm going to sneak over to the trellis. Okay. You're going to try and climb it? Yeah. 
All right. Make an athletics check to climb. 20. You climb it with no difficulty and with minor sound being made and soon find yourself immediately next to the window on the second floor. It's maybe foot away, most of which is taken up by shutter, which the vines have started growing over. But you can lean over just enough to peer in through the glass into the dark room within. And what you see is is an effeminate room. That's the best way to describe it. Even in the darkness, you can see that it's mostly occupied by pinks and purples. Everything is lined with gingerbread lace, and there are mirrors everywhere. There's a large vanity with three, and then on the bedside table, on each side, there's another mirror, a full-length one in the corner, an enormous armoire that has a mirror on the inside door, which has been left open. And then in the middle of this room, dominating the whole thing, is a very large bed, completely unkempt, very messy, with a pile of pillows and throw blankets and all sorts of fluffy, fuzzy things, things which I'm sure are quite alien to yourself and which moves slightly up and down as though there is someone breathing beneath it. All right. Spooky. I know for sure which room I was supposed to be in. Because they talked to... I don't let's see. They talked to Pierre about said... it. You don't know where the key is. You just know where the jewelry is. Yeah, we said the... The jewelry is we in... We just said the second level, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Not making my life easy. We only had 25 words. I had to convince you I wasn't a ghost, too. <laughs> yeah. He could have told you in those extra five words. All right, so I'm going to check the inside of the windowsill and the lock to see how the window's locked. There is a small metal latch on the inside of the window that prevents it from being open from the outside. Make an investigation check for any more information than that. Nine. Seems good other than that. Cool. I'm going to take out my knife and open up the lock. Is there a lock picking check? Her skills. There is not a <clears throat> lock picking. I could do like skill. a sleight of hand. Yeah. Uh, roll a sleight of hand check. 17. All right. It's very easy. You have a very thin blade. It reaches up, it works the latch until it springs, and then the window is free to open. All right. You throw it open. You climb inside. No, um, before I climb inside, I'm going to check beneath the windowsill. To see if there's anything below it, and All right. a quick scan of the room again. You peer at the floor beneath the windowsill, and there are no boards with nails pushed through them for you to land on when you hop through. A classic trick back in Eideron to prevent would-be cat burglars from knocking over a stop. Tell me found out the hard way. <laughs> Backstory. And the room appears still as you left it, or as you last saw it. Through the window. Everything is dark and slumbery, and it is quite warm inside. So I'm going to get Snek. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to use Beast Bond on him, which is just one action, concentration. And I'm going to have him, I'm going to communicate to him through the Beast Bond to look into the hallway. Or I'm going to. Get snack. I'm going to walk to the door. You're going to walk to the door? 
I'm going to stealthfully go to the door. And I'm going to send Snake out into the hallway. So you're, you go into the room? Yes. All right, so you go into the room. Everything is fine. You call Snake into the room? Yeah. Snake comes into the room. Everything is fine. You're right. sending him to the door? Yes. You open the door? Yes. All right. You open the door. Snake goes out into the hallway? Yes. All right, so he's what, out what, on. What does he see? He sees the balcony inside the main room of the house. And uh, I guess downstairs, uh, there's the servant girl. Upstairs, there is no one. What kind of hearing does a snake have? If a snake has any decent hearing, uh, you can hear your traveling companions packing their things in the room downstairs and across the house from you. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. All right, so I'm going to... Get him back into the room. I'm going to close the door gently. And then I'm going to search the room. Okay. Uh, first, make your stealth roll for me, please. Come on. Mm. What'd you get? 11. Okay. That's not a good okay. <laughs> no, it's not. So you are searching for a the key, correct? I'm going to check on the shape in the bed. You're going to check on the shape in the bed? Yeah. How do you check on the shape in the bed? I'm going to see if the any breathing like if the breathing has changed. Like how the are they breathing faster? Is it still the steady rhythm? Like they're asleep? Make an investigation check for me, please. 19. It looks the same. It's breathing under there. Whatever it is, is breathing. You can see some brown hair sticking out from the blankets near the top of the bed, near the pillow side. Right. But that is all you can see of any person who might be under there. All right, I'm going to have Snack keep watch and alert me if any, if the person... Like, moves threatening towards me. Okay. And then I'm going to search the room for the key. Roll me an investigation check for the key. Seven. Okay. One moment, please. <laughs> this Operation is going well. Thomas is not going very well. I got a negative one to investigation. <laughs> this is not looking good for you. I had high hopes, but I knew how this was going to go. <laughs> He's opening the book. Yeah. Many books. How many HP do you have? Why? <laughs> tell me how many HP you have. Oh, no. Why? Tell me. Just tell me the damage. No, tell me the HP. I have 74. Okay. No, you should have told him 20 under. <laughs> you got to learn the tricks, Colin. How much HP do you have? That's how my dragon attack turned out. So... Thomas, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. You start searching through this woman's room looking for a key. You start at the armoire, opening it and going through the various shelves and drawers inside. It's all clothing. It is packed with clothing. So much so that it is actually hard to search. It's hard to move anything. It's just jammed in there. Much of it folded, but some of it just stuffed in randomly. 
And then you go over to the vanity, which has several drawers on it. The first two open up easily, and it's a it's just madness of makeup and toiletries. The third one is locked. Has Snack told me about anything? Snack has not told you about anything. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to open up the lock. Give me a sleight of hand check, please. Better roll good. 13. 13? Yeah. You use your knife. You put it along the edge. I actually have a... Uh, actually, no. You have I have a lockpicking lock kit, so I'm, and I'm proficient in it, so I get advantage. Yay. Is that how that works? Nope. You just get to add more to your dice. Your die. How much? Your proficiency plus, I guess, dexterity instead of just dexterity. All right. So that would be... What I say? It was 13... So that would be 18. 18. All right. You get your lockpick tools out, and it is a very simple, easy lock to pick. As you open it, however, a tiny jet of fire leaps out of it. <laughs> out of the lock? <laughs> and burns your hand. Mm. 70 points of damage. Take three damage. I want a lock <laughs> like that. I do, too. That, you know how awesome that would be? Hey, lockpicking lawyer here. <laughs> Today we're dodging the flamethrower lock. <laughs> it caught media criminals red-handed. Ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, make a constitution saving throw to keep quiet. If you don't keep quiet, you have to RP the sound that, that you make. 19. You managed to, you know, by, by seething through your teeth, just like... <laughs> Managed to remain still fairly quiet. And Snack is like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> you take that back about my mother. <laughs> did you just call my mother a prostitute? My mother laid 500 <laughs> eggs all by herself. She always raised me, though, but that's okay. <laughs> she didn't have help from any man, Snake. <laughs> no, she just left him there. Um, Raise me with her bare hands. What? Shut yeah, up. I know she, was a sna- she was a snake bear man. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, is that one of the fictional creatures that Drummond slayed too? Yeah, the snake bear man. <laughs> <laughs> Has arms of a bear. Very real. Head of a snake. Yeah. Body of a man. Mole rat bear. It's a pigeon with the body of a giraffe <laughs> and the head of a giraffe. It's just a giraffe, okay? It's a giraffe. <laughs> it's a giraffe with tiny little pigeon wings. <laughs> no, it's like, it's a pigeon giraffe. It's a body and head of a giraffe. So it's just a giraffe. No, it's a pigeon giraffe. Pigeon giraffe. It's got the mind of it. Okay, so uh, you're holding your hand. It, it smarts. It really does. But you are able to get the drawer open. And inside, you do see a few pieces of jewelry, including one substantial-looking locket, entirely of gold and hung on a silver chain. Do I see the key? You do not see the key. All right, I'm going to close the drawer. Okay. Quietly. The next thing in the room is the bedside table, which is, as you might guess, immediately next to the bed. I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in and add a low crawl. Low crawl? <laughs> so I can extra quiet. You're going to sneak up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Does he get proficiency? No, I'm already proficient in stuff. <laughs> All right. This 
too also has a drawer and a little hutch underneath. The hutch is filled with a variety of small books. And the drawer has some dainty handkerchief type pieces of cloth. And that is when Snack tells you that something underneath the blankets is moving. So I'm going to get my dagger and mm-hmm. I'm going to turn and look. You don't have to turn much before you see a hand that is pointed out from underneath the deepest of the blankets pointing directly at you. I'm going to stab. I poop myself. (laughs) Let's roll initiative. We have to roll initiative? Nope. You don't know what's going on. You're just going to hear a scream (laughs) of terror. As long as I'm not involved in the fight, I'm good. What's your initiative? 20. All right. (laughs) It did get the jump on you, so... Before you can react in any way, despite your high initiative, from this finger, fair and smooth of skin, there erupts this beam of swirling darkness and shadow that looks not entirely unlike Draman's Inflict Wound spell. It arcs directly towards you and drains you. It doesn't feel like the ghost touch. It doesn't feel like... The bad touch. Like anything you've felt before, it just feels like you are weak. It just feels like your arms are limp. Like they've lost some of their definition and vitality. Your legs, too. In fact, all of your muscles. So from now on, basically, you will do half damage with all weapons that use strength as a... Ability score. Excuse me? Cool, that sucks. Yes, I know what I'm fighting with. (laughs) Use your snake. Alright. So, what I do is I'm going to use my dagger, and since Snack is within five feet of the enemy, I still get advantage. Okay. Alright, so I'm going to just try to stab her. Can I try to stab her in her hand? You cut off a finger? You can certainly try. Yeah, I'm going to try to cut off her finger that she pointed at me. Okay. <laughs> Ray, you just look like so shocked at that. How would you feel if someone just pointed a finger and just blasted you with a spell? I'd run. Pew, 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 pew. I, I can't run. Can. Pop out the window. No, but snacks there. Disappear into your pile of we leaves. We got this. All right, I'm going to go ahead and roll for it. So, actually, before... I do that. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on her. Okay. Which is choose a creature you can see within range and mystically mark it as your quarry. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 to the target whenever you hit it with a weapon attack. And you have advantage on any wisdom, perception, or wisdom survival checks you make to find it. Okay. And it's a bonus action, so that's... A bonus action to do that, and then I'm going to roll to attack her hand. Okay. And I have advantage on that, so not that one. Take that one. That would be a 23. You hit. Roll for damage. Sixes. Eleven damage. 
as puny. And then Snek is going to attack her. Oh. Okay, what was Snek's uh, initiative? Um, he, uh, I think it, he just goes right after me. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, make his attack. Trying to see what he rolls to attack. All right. Dice, so, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's just going <laughs> to bite her. And that's uh, an 11. Cookies. That's an 11? Yeah. Two hit? Yep. He, he darts forth, quick as a cobra, and sinks his fangs into where the arm should be, but it is covered by so many blankets... Does not seem to pierce anything. Gotcha. Uh. And with a shriek of alarm, after having been stabbed in her hand, this young woman. Wrong room. Damn. In a nightdress. <laughs> this young woman in a nightdress. I love how nonchalantly he says that. <laughs> Sorry. He's just like, oops, wrong room. <laughs> she gets up and he's like, whoa, 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 wrong room. Yeah. I'm a ghost. Woo. <laughs> I'm sorry, this Sean. Never I happened. I couldn't hold it together. You're ridiculous. <laughs> Whoop, wrong room. <laughs> so deadpan. Okay. Um, with the shriek, still in her nightdress, uh, leaps up from the bed, clutching at her hand, which is bleeding profusely all over everything. She takes a step out of the bed, which would give you an attack of opportunity against her. Does the uh, weakness count against like strength checks in general, or only weapons? Attacks, damage. Attacks. Cool. So I'm going to grapple her. Okay, make a strength check, please. And yeah, you have advantage because of your grappler feet, right? Yeah. Stab your hand. Hug you into bed. Sorry, wrong room. <laughs> so this is this is terrible. getting bad. This yeah. is getting. That'd be a twenty-three. Okay, yeah, so she is grappled, and you notice as you try to grab her, two things. First, she screams. She's still screaming. She's actively shrieking. And the second is she is not paying attention to you grappling her. She is grasping at the nightstand on the other side of her bed, where she pulls open a drawer, reaches inside, grabs some unseen thing, and disappears well wrong room yeah <laughs> wrong room everyone Draman and freddy you hear the shrieking of a young woman upstairs uh <laughs> in the room to the south on the second floor so as opposite of the side of the house is there is so we know it's the wrong room so you know that first of all this is loud shrieking <laughs> Was Thomas? <laughs> yeah, it's Second of all, this is definitely Thomas. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess we're going up there. Are we? We can always wait outside. 
I am going to um, head in that direction, I think. Outside? No, upstairs <laughs> to help Thomas, since clearly we're not doing stealth anymore. Yeah, I'll go with him. Are you two wearing your armor? I know you don't have any armor, Freddy. Y- yeah. Cast so, mage armor. So you, I am now. You use an action to cast mage armor? Yeah, I put on my armor, I think, before yeah, I came down for armor. breakfast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's his daily routine. Especially <laughs> in the spooky house. <laughs> I, I can believe that. Especially after waking up from getting mauled by a, a cat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he um, needs a safety blanket on. So you're you're wearing your armor. You have you you bought a new shield from Radwin, didn't you? I do. Okay, so you've got your shield. You've got your hammer, Freddy. You have your staff. Oh, my my uh, Elven masterwork. Oh, sword. your Elven masterwork sword. Even better, Freddy. You have your staff. You have your cloak of cats. Right? No, I don't have cats anymore, remember? It's Cloak of Thousand They cats. burned off, didn't yeah. they? I have clothes from Radoin now. He's wearing actual <laughs> pants. That? We're making baby steps and improvement that, to the I show. I actually right. have pants on. The, the burgundy tunic. <laughs> that fire that. must have been the most horrid-smelling thing <laughs> that has ever cursed Just greasy, Just wet imagine cat it was, hair smell. It was burnt cat and then burnt flesh from Freddy. I don't soak in alcohol. Imagine. I probably so, caught fire even faster so because the mix I had alcohol of smoked in my pork body. and cat. Oh. Oh, no. My blood was so saturated. It just. Where have you the grease on him. Yeah, where have you been getting alcohol in this world? Not a lot. But I, I still you... had all of it just in me. What? No, it's been months. <laughs> it's in there. How? It's in there. Should have been. He dead. has the words world's worst liver. He actually just has a, a like a thousand tiny livers. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> not one big one. They've just been filtering. So he gets. He, yeah, he just consistently. No, it's a hundred filtered liver. Yeah, his liver died years ago. Now I've been it's just using a sack magic. of alcohol. Yeah, I've been using magic to sustain me. You have All a right. magic liver. How are you still alive, magic? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you hear the shriek. You exit the drawing room that had been assigned to you for your accommodation during the night and start into the great room where you dined and where you sat and had tea. And across this room is the staircase that goes up to the balcony and the rooms beyond. And you can see off in one corner over on the side of the room where the kitchen is, there's Pier and she looks frightened and is still. She does not know what to do in this situation. But you race across the floor and up the stairs and the door that leads to Salathin's room, the youngest of the three women who live here, youngest of the three sisters, is in front of you. everyone. Before I let you go, I just wanted to say thank you as always for listening to the show and for talking us up to all your friends and family. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on our release schedule. And until we meet again, keep it nerdy.